Hey there, this is Laura. I wanted to pop in to give you an update. This episode was recorded prior to our rebranding. What was once the Read It With Whiskey podcast is now work in progress, the Laura J Live podcast. This episode reflects that traditional Read It With Whiskey format and may have information and content that has since expired or changed. Please visit laurajlive.com for more information. Enjoy the episode. Are you an author who has always dreamed of turning their book into an audiobook? Quixotic Bell Media is the audiobook podcast production company for you. They specialize in helping authors turn their books into an episodic audiobook podcast, releasing one to three chapters of their book each week. The episodic format will pull in new readers, help you grow your author brand and business, and QBM even offers help with audiobook launch strategies and monetizing your podcast. With Quixotic Bell Media, you record the audio and let them do the rest. You can finally start your podcast and audiobook without raising a finger to the logistics or time-intensive tasks. This means you'll be able to get back to what's important in your author business, your writing. So if you're interested in working with QBM, visit www.quixoticbellmedia.com for more information. Hello and welcome to Read It With Whiskey. I am your host, Laura Gentinen, and today we are talking with Destiny Hawkins, the author of The Descendant series. This is a really fun episode and I'm so excited to see where she goes with this series because, oh, it is so much bigger than I thought it was, you guys. So let me fill you in with who Destiny is. Destiny Hawkins is a multi-genre author with a dark imagination and a love for magic. She enjoys working on her graphic design business, Vibrant Designs LLC, writing, listening to music, reading, and of course, watching some anime. Her favorite genres to read and work in are fantasy, LGBT, paranormal, romance, dystopian, sci-fi, and young adult. Destiny loves creating stories and building worlds that both teach and entertain. When writing, she sticks to her slogan, where beauty can be found in darkness. Destiny has written a bunch of books, but today we're going to focus on The Descendants series. And book one in this series is titled The Descendants. So let's dive into what this book is all about. Fail the tests and become a slave. Display defectiveness and be put to death. Monroe Academy was built to separate the weak from the strong. Pass the bi-yearly leveling and be released into society upon graduation. Fail to be promoted and be stripped of rank and forced into servitude. That was a rule that applied to all but Rhea Bardot, a student of Monroe Academy branded as a null because of her absence of lighter energy. With her mother standing as a slave in her place, Rhea was given until the age of 20 to make level 6, but at 19 years old and with only 8 months until her 20th birthday, she was only a mere level 1, the same level she's been since she was 10. With the stress of her upcoming test, the loss of a friend, and the constant wrongdoings towards her, Rhea could only dream of escaping from Latonia and escape she did. Only when she awakened in her dorm, she couldn't distinguish if she had only dreamt of meeting Soren, a wild and adventurous defect in the wildlands, or if she had somehow used her lighter form to get there. But only the elite, the most powerful of lighters, could tap into their lighter forms, right? And what was the dark energy she used when she and Soren were attacked by depleters? Was Rhea really as powerless as she thought? 
Was she a defect? And if she used dark energy, could she call herself a lighter at all? There is so much to be unpacked in this book, so let's dive into this interview with Destiny. Welcome to Read It With Whiskey, the interview podcast featuring science fiction and fantasy authors. My name is Laura Gentinen, your host and the author of the Shockwave series. I am also a book club moderator, speaker, and avid reader, truly invested in every author's story. Within this podcast, I bring to you, the reader, all the behind-the-scenes secrets to how these guest indie authors bring their books into the world. If you are a sci-fi fantasy reader, then you need to hear from these authors. Let's learn about the person behind the page. Sit back, sip some whiskey, and lean in to these self-published authors. Really quickly, I want to give you an episode update. All Laura J. Live update content will now be exclusively given to our Patreon members. This segment will no longer be featured in these public episodes on your favorite podcasting platform. However, you can gain access to this content by visiting www.patreon.com slash readitwithwhiskey. Now, let's get on to the episode. Hello, Destiny, and welcome to Read It With Whiskey. How is your day going so far? Um, It's good early <laughs> just woke up a few hours ago <laughs> yeah I oh, am still getting it started still getting started I'm I'm a morning person so my energy is definitely in the morning are you more of a morning person or more of an e- evening person I'm actually more of a morning person this one I was just a little thrown off but I'm usually up around 4 a.m ready to go <laughs> oh wow 4 a.m that is early yeah. I'm I'm more like the 5 a.m and I thought I was getting up early so Props to you. Uh, But I'm so excited to talk to you all about your book, The Descendants, and definitely want to talk about some details within your book and maybe some upcoming projects from you. But before we dive into all of that, I would love for you to tell our listeners why did you decide that you wanted to be a writer? Okay, so I actually started writing back when I was around nine years old. Um, I did love reading before that. And my mom always went over flashcards and stuff with me all the time. So I used to figure like, maybe that's why I like to read so much. <laughs> and then by the time I got into the sixth grade, I was reading DJ Mack. I was reading them at 10, but I didn't really pay attention to the fact that I was, well, I was reading them at nine. I wasn't really paying attention to that. I was writing books. You know, I just thought I was just writing stuff down. By 11, I was aware like, oh, I'm making stories just like DJ Mackell from the Pendragon series. And um, then from there, I was more of like an active writer. So I'm like, oh, I know this is what I'm doing now. And I love writing and it's book writing. And I kind of carried that on, but I was on and off through my teen years. And then going into college, I'd started writing again, maybe once. And then I just kept going from there. (laughs) And then I had ended up publishing my first book, but I was totally unprepared for it. I was just doing it almost like a dare just because my boyfriend's like, all you do is talk about the books. You're never going to publish them. And I'm like, yes, I will. So I went and published it just extra (laughs) unprepared. And then from there, I learned how to be an author. (laughs) That is, that's exciting. Starting from so young. I I always daydreamed about being an author one day, uh, but my dream was kind of squashed. I don't even remember who it was, but someone was like, oh, you can't make a living as an author. And so my, my dream was squashed from a very young age. And then I didn't get back to it until a couple of years ago. Um, And I'm like, that was like a 15 year gap where I could have been writing this whole time. (laughs) So I'm so excited that you kept on going for the most part. And so how many books do you actually have published at this time? 
I always want to say it's 20, but then I took two of them down because I want to redo them. So actively published is about 18. That is really exciting. And are they all traditionally published or are they all self-published? Self-published. Yeah. <laughs> we love the self-published authors here at Read With Whiskey. So what, what made you decide you wanted to do self-publishing over that traditional route? Well, actually, I didn't even know too much about traditional before. So like, the way I did really start was just like publishing this book, like nothing real, didn't know anything about publishing or anything. And then I ended up getting a review for it and it was a three-star review, but it had really good details in it about what was good and what was bad. And I was like, okay. So I continued on working towards that and kind of kept going from there. Like I just, oh, okay. So, you know, I didn't realize there were so many self-publishers anyway. I thought I was literally the only author in Ohio. when I realized that there was a whole world of authors I'm like oh wow this is a totally different world than what I expected Mm -hmm. and um I kind of just stuck to self-publishing now I did look into traditional publishing but I kind of like the thought of having control over everything and everything is worth my like comes from my effort so if I ever do if like someone just gives me a phone call I'm like sure I'll give it a shot yeah (laughs) I've done that before but I was always just on the self-publishing side of things. Definitely. I, I'm the same way. I think if, if some traditional house were to offer me something, I'd be like, oh yeah, okay. I, I would entertain the idea and become a hybrid author. But I like that control. Like you said, I like to be able to have my foot in every single piece of the process. And so when it comes to this series that we're going to talk about today, the first book actually came out in 2016 the second in 2017. And I hear there might be a third book in the series. We will talk about that in just a little bit. (laughs) But first, tell our listeners, what is The Descendants all about? Okay, well, it's, it's about a lot of things. I never really made it about one thing. When I first started writing it, it was just an idea in a job I did not enjoy at all. And I replayed the idea in my head all day. And then when I got home, I just started writing down the details. But the basis of it was around someone who felt very different from the people around her and was also treated like she was very different. No matter how much she tried to be the same, she could never fit into being the same as everyone else. And it was like, for her, that was a big deal. And then when she finally finds out that there is something going on, it's like, it's not even the right thing. (laughs) so it's like there is this great thing going on about her and it's not even what she needs at the moment and from there it um it expanded more into I got really deep into character development and then I realized like she's not the only character there's more characters and it became about their character development and how all that meshed together but as far as the title of the descendants goes these characters are descendants of more stories that will be talked about so it all builds down. It's like everything that's happened in the past all boils down to these characters that I'm speaking of. And now it's their decision on which direction they want to take it. And then therefore it's called the descendants. And it's also about like your environment, uh, nurturing. I like the factors of nature versus nurture. <laughs> we learned about that in school and I just carried that down forever because it, it kind of helped me direct my writing and creating a character. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, it's all about it ends up with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And yes, the character development and the whole process through, I mean, I've read book one, I'm planning on going into book two and, and moving forward as well. But even in the first book, I really like the characters and the dynamics that they have with each other. So tell Thank us, you. 
You're welcome. And so tell us, what is the world that The Descendants takes place in? Tell us a little bit about the world and about the magic system that you created. Wow, I love this. <laughs> this is the one where I get a lot of reviews and says, yeah, sometimes it's a bit tedious trying to remember this. <laughs> like, okay, I'll make a glossary. Okay, so the world itself, I am actually just now writing the backstory of how it all came to be, but it all came together. It's it's supposed to be a world made that I made it like very strict for a person to, I don't know, find their colors. <laughs> um, where everyone is supposed to use this one color power it's all based off of what one man believed in and so anyone with different power they're known as the different ones and they're different in different cultures and in different places it's not just Latonia you have the wildlands and you have the sands Um, I do want to do something with an ocean (laughs) I just Mm -hmm. haven't figured that one out yet Um, and then you also have the uh, the forest lands all of that does fall under the wildlands but Forests, mountains, and sands are the main ones. And the cultures there are very different. And even if you're one of those people with the different color powers in a different area, you're something different. You may be uh, worshipped in one area where in another, you could be the outcast and the one that really doesn't fit in. It all has its own history. Alyssa Monroe was the founder, but he was also the one who traveled to different places in order to create Latonia itself. Um, He wanted to create a perfect nation after a world of destruction. And for him, he has his own personal reasons behind some of the laws, but they're also what he's observed and what he's seen from living in different areas. I like to think of it as the future kind of twisted itself. He had one idea. It may not have still been the greatest idea. I mean, (laughs) because of course, you know what it's going to turn into, but he had his own good intentions. And it was still twisted and manipulated into something else by the time it gets to our main characters. And they have to decide how they live in the world and how which directions they're going to take. <laughs> That's so exciting. <laughs> and I like that you gave a little bit of the history there because you can see how that plays out with Rhea, our main character, and how she she's basically fighting for survival throughout the book in, in one way or the other. So. Yeah. Talk a little bit about Monroe Academy and the process that our characters have to go through to level up uh, their powers. Ha ha ha. The darkness. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Monroe Academy, they are, I do, I had kept the list of the ages because I'm like, I had to actually relist them while still making it work. They start from ages 10 to about 23 or 24 years old where they're actually in the academy of course there's different sections because you don't have like 20 year olds walking the halls with 10 year olds Mm -hmm. they are supposed to basically go to their core classes like you would in high school but the physical classes are also very important and there's a (laughs) I thought of a method of like how would I motivate these students in a very traumatic way because we need to give them some real direction (laughs) how could I make these kids push harder and I was like oh well what's motivated is pain I guess you know because if you think about in many other house like many households growing up whoopings are meant to discipline but sometimes they can be taken a little too far and then it turns into something else and so with these students I kind of use the same thing only it's legalized to take things too far there's a rule against sexual assault there's there's no uh none of that is allowed it's supposed to still stay like school level um, cover up of course if you read about Artemis you can tell that he's like the guy that's willing to break rules at times but for the most part they are supposed to stand in line and 
act like teachers <laughs> and that they're teaching something. But to motivate the students, it's by the lower your grade, the higher the pain you are supposed to take, which means that like by the time your pain testing comes back around, if your grades change, then you'll get less pain. It'll be more like a, just think something as simple as like a punch on the arm. Like, all right, you get out of here. But for someone who's getting all Fs, Mm-hmm. If you can think of like Rand, she's like all bad at one section of things. Her pain always has to go up higher. And Artemis has the permission to take things pretty far as far as his ideas. But I would say, I'm sorry if that was very uh, <laughs> forward, backwards. <laughs> it's hard to explain, but then it's like, I'm better at writing it down than speaking about it. <laughs> oh, no, I, I totally understand. Yeah, but no, that was great. I, I was actually going to make sure that we talked about the pain testing because that's a, like you said, it's a huge motivator for our characters, because if you improve your grade, if you improve your status, then you're not going to have such a terrible time. But Rhea is just having issues because her powers are not coming forward. She's a null, as you call it within the book. So no lighter energy is coming forward. And she actually has an interesting situation because she has to do more pain testing than all the other people because there was an agreement made for her um, by her mother <laughs> and we're not going to go too much yeah. into details there but she has to go <laughs> through this at like a whole nother level which is just it's so intense for not only a kid but I mean you're growing up and you're experiencing all of these changes and then oh yeah we're going to force pain on you as well it's a very interesting concept and I was just like enthralled by it I had such a good time reading um, oh, so thank you. Yeah, I was hoping that part wouldn't really scare people away. I was even I'm like, I'm not going to go too far into detail into these moments, but I'll give a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was the right amount because you can really feel the pain that Rhea is feeling and even her friends who see her go through the pain. I think that's um, really eye opening as well. So speaking of characters, we have a couple of different characters throughout the book, but I would love for you to tell us who is your favorite character within the series? Huh, I would say my favorite character, just because I'm a little ahead, <laughs> is Sandra. So, okay. yeah, <laughs> Sandra's my favorite character because right now in book one, she's the character where you look at her and you're like, oh, she's just a bully. Mm-hmm. You can't stand it. But then, of course, as I go on, I do kind of intertwine. If You would have to read book two to know the reason. <laughs> but I... <laughs> I kind of intertwine how they are actually connected and where her hate comes from. And I give her a little more depth. And of course, I'm going to give her much more growth. She is one of the main characters, but I would say it's Sandra just because I know where her development is supposed to go. Oh, that's interesting. I (laughs) love when when authors throw a curveball like that in these interviews, because it's like, Obviously, most people would think, oh, yeah, the main character or their best friend is going to be the favorite. But no, it's like this person who watch out for them in the future. Like this is going to be good. Oh, exciting. (laughs) All right. So this book is definitely filled with a lot of mystery. Our characters are learning a lot of things as they go through. And obviously there's a lot more to be told in book two and into the future. So like I mentioned earlier, book one was out in 2016, book two in 2017. So there's been a pretty big gap, but I hear you're, you're working on book three. Tell us a little bit more about that process. Yeah, I have been working on that for a while. <laughs> I It's been taking so long just because it was on and off. And I had other things going on in my life where I would have to stop and come back. But when I came back, it would always be like, I would remember why I kept writing it. And it was like, okay, this is getting really good. And then over the time where I did do like a cold, hard stop, that whole 
like two years that <laughs> all I was doing was thinking about the book. So it just kept expanding in my mind. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, it's really time to start writing it down and finishing the third book. And so the third book actually surrounds our other main character, Carmen. Um, not, not entirely. It ends with her actually, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it means that it's going on to book four. I'm sorry. I'm at the end of book three right now. Going into book four, we'll be talking more about Carmen with Rhea in book three. It gives Carmen more backstory. It gives you a little more uh, mystery, wondering about who she is going to be in this whole story. Because the story is actually about the both of them. Right now, we're just talking about Rhea and her personal struggles before we get over to Carmen. Book three, I feel like everyone's getting what they were asking for as far as readers go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's good to hear. It's like, yeah, the moment we've all been waiting for. But then it only, uh, I make it so it expands into more moments that we've all been waiting for (laughs) yes keep the keep the story growing so you've mentioned three you've mentioned four do you have a number in mind for how big the series is going to be this series is gonna it should end at either 12 or 13 books but there are actually supposed to be three series to this with the same amount of books um (laughs) i'm like wow i'm deciding i'm sticking to this series it's going to be like one of those uh those big science fiction shows you see like Star Trek. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're just going to keep going. But the reason I do that is just because they have three different time zones that they're experiencing things. So this first series is all about them and their own personal development. The second series is them as adults making decisions. The series after that is the ending series, but it's actually them pretty much having all the answers they need to make the final big decision of what do they stand for, who do they protect, who's their family, who they love, what's right, what's wrong. They have those answers. It's no longer like it'll be in the second series where they're still finding it out and making mistakes. And, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, I can't believe I did that. And <laughs> so <laughs> I'm that's exciting. So that's it's going to be huge then. Oh, I'm excited. So, so do you have a timeline for when book three is going to be released? It will definitely be this year. I'm taking my time on it. Um, I'm still going over it for the beta readers. Um, Once I get it back from them, I want to go over it again and then send it to an editor. And then we'll see how long it takes as far as the editor goes. (laughs) After that, then I'll be able to put a date together. But I do know it's going to be in 2022. I just want this to have more time taken because in the past, I've been known to rush well, I've known myself to rush my uh, releases and I'd rather just do it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take your time. No, I'm I'm in the same boat. I put two books in my trilogy out, like almost back to back. And now I'm working on the third and I'm like, wow, I really wish I had stretched out those releases <laughs> because it's a, it's a struggle once you're in the series and keep going. So do you have a timeline for the entire series? And it sounds like there could be like 30 books within the three series. Do you have a timeline yeah. or are you just like within the next 20 years? That'll be good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, my whole life. That's, I feel like since this book took so long, I'm like, yeah, this is a lifer right here this is the it series <laughs> but it'll it won't feel like I'm writing the same thing because I do plan on always having different characters different backgrounds and of course they're always going to lead around to the main characters because that's how they're supposed to connect but yeah that's <laughs> so cool oh yeah this is going to be exciting to be able to watch you 
as you go through the series. I'm like, I got to go and get book two now. So then I'm ready to read book three when it comes out. And then I'll be, I'll be here in the background, just nudging you along. Be like, when's book four? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited for book four because I'm on the part of like, I just want to write it, but I need to work on book three. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, I know the feeling. So is that, is that one of your favorite things? I know it's one of my favorite things about being an author is that continuing the story and growing the story and the characters and all that is that one of your favorite parts or what is your favorite part about being an author my favorite part about I will say that's that's a part of it but my favorite part is really just connecting everything you know you have all these questions in like the real world and then you go back and you're writing things down and you don't even realize sometimes you're writing the answers to your questions it makes you mad you're like I look back and I'm like oh I had the answer the whole time and that was one of my biggest insecurities. <laughs> it's like, wow, of course, great. I guess a growth is meant to realize that that you already knew. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I like to write it down. And I don't know, the way I say is I write down real life and then I add magic around it. That's a good way to put it because yeah, there's, there's so much within this book that you can relate to as a regular human. <laughs> and then yeah. like the characters and the relationships that we see but then, yeah, add a little spice, add that little magic to it. And it becomes science fiction. It becomes fantasy. And it it kind of, we can dive into this world and experience something completely different. Oh, so exciting. All right. So do you have any other projects that you're currently working on? Any other series, any other standalone books apart from this one? Well, I was going to say it's apart from it, but it's still a part of the same world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm writing something called Diamonds and Dust. And Diamonds and Dust is actually... Uh, I guess you can call it like a spinoff series, but it's really just, it has different timelines since I can do it on Kindle Vela. Kindle Vela, what I was doing was I was connecting the series by giving more insight into our side characters. And each episode, it's, they still connect, but they connect by maybe a small scene that doesn't seem like a big scene, but then the next scene will be about that small scene. <laughs> um, and then that'll be the next episode. So episode by episode there, it's kind of like giving more insight into the world of Latonia and expanding it and showing future characters that I'm never going to mention in the books until we get there. But you go, oh, gosh, I, we already met him in the other books. I mean, in the Diamond is, Diamonds and Dust. So that's exciting. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because then your readers can go in there and it's almost like they have a little behind the scenes insight. So they can know the history of some people that are going to pop up later. Oh, I like yeah. that idea. And Kindle Vela is something that is, I mean, it's relatively new. It's basically episodic writing. And yeah, every single episode for our listeners, every single episode is a continuation from the same story. So it could be a chapter of a book and the whole entire 30 episode series could be one book or it could be small novellas um, in episodic form. So I'm, I'm excited to dive into that from you as well to see a little bit more of the background. That's exciting. All right. So this is Read It With Whiskey, and it wouldn't be Read It With Whiskey without talking a little bit about whiskey. However, you don't drink whiskey. So (laughs) we are going to talk about what you do to wind down. So Destiny, what do you do in the evenings to wind down at the end of a hard day? I come in and my favorite thing to do is take a shower. (laughs) I like to take a shower and just, it's kind of like just washing off the day and I know I'm about to go and relax. I get a good meal and sometimes I can't keep myself from working. But at this time, I decide that it's not working because it's something I want to do at the moment. So I may pull out something creative to do, which could be writing or 
I might look over some business papers because I do run a graphic design website called Vibrant Designs. And maybe I'll look over them, but I won't let myself work because then I'll just start calculating things. <laughs> like, okay, that part I'm not supposed to do. But I'll come in and I, I usually do something creative or I'll watch some anime. I just started a new show, Sons of Anarchy. It's not new, but it's new for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, haven't, um, I haven't seen Sons of Anarchy, but I've heard good things. You're liking it so yeah. far? Yeah, I do. very cool all right well destiny tell our listeners where can they find you where can they find your books and follow along with this 20 plus year journey in front of us (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's definitely going to be a 20 plus year journey I'm like my whole life that's how long it's going to go um well they can find me on the healthy artist on instagram so it's the healthy underscore artist um on facebook I have to do is type up my name destiny hawkins on amazon it's the same thing you just have to look me up on my name Um, I do have a Facebook group called Destiny's Lighters, and I kind of give some behind the scenes stuff. I get videos and that's where most of the image content and the video content is. And then there's my website, authordhawkins.com. You can look for updates. And if you subscribe, you'll actually get the first copy for free. So. Well, that, subscribe to my site. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Destiny, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for your time. I had a blast. Thank you. We dove into it when we were talking in the interview, but this series is so much more than just a couple books. I'm so excited to see what comes next from Destiny because it's going to be a long ride, you guys, and I'm excited that I'm here at the very beginning with all of you guys to be here when only two books are out and there's going to be, what, 20, 30 books in the series? Oh, it's just so cool to think about. So go ahead and grab these books while they are still new and then you can follow along with her journey as she brings us so many more books in the future. And of course, I couldn't leave you today without telling you who we're going to be talking to next time. So our next episode is going to be with E.A. Robbins. She is the author of Scion of the Oracle. This is actually an of metal and magic core story. And it is a very interesting twist to how you write books because this is actually a part of the finale of an entire series but all of the other books haven't been written yet, which is such a cool concept to try and grasp. (laughs) So definitely join us next time with EA Robbins, and we will talk all about Scion of the Oracle. I can't wait for this episode, you guys. I'll talk to you then. You've been listening to an episode of Read It With Whiskey. I am your host, Laura Gentinen, and I just wanted to personally hop in and say thank you so much for listening. Your support of the podcast means so much to me, and I would really appreciate it if you could go onto your favorite podcast platform and rate and review the show. By rating the show, you're going to help more people find the podcast so then we can grow. Once you review the show, share it on your social media, share your favorite episode with your friends, and come back next time to hear more from self-published authors. I'll talk to you soon.